This is teddysmusic.com. Hi, I'm Albert. Hi, I'm Louis. Hi, I'm Dan. Hi, I'm Will. And, and here's, here's an introduction, introduction to Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> So, introducing back Dan, Will, Albert, Louis, and I think we were about halfway through time when we left off. Yeah, yeah we just before it kicks off. Just before it kicks in. So, I suppose we should just let it kick in, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll tell you all about it after. So here it is. Yeah, and like the first like proper Gilmore solo and the kind of album, the first like proper intro. Um, and it gets me every time. 
Mm. Yeah. I, I, I knew that at one point on the guitar. Maybe I could still could still do it if I tried. The thing is, it's not that hard, that solo. It's not that virtuosic, is it? It's just like... Emotion. Yeah, it's it's just so well written. Um, yeah, it's the, but that's that's what Gilmore, you know, that's what, that's what his guitar playing's all about, really. It's not always the fastest or the most virtuosic, but it's it's just the, the writing of it, I think, is the best thing, the best thing about it. Yeah. Mm. So before that, we have the verse anyway, and there's there's some good lyrics in there as well. Um, yeah, in fact, what if I get up the lyrics here so you can see? Yeah, there we go. So we just listened to there, yeah. There you go, that first bit. Seems just like it's all about aging, right? Because um, it seems like it starts off like kicking around on a piece of ground in your hometown, mm. waiting for someone or something to show you. Away. That's quite like a sounds like he's kind of referring to like teenagers or something. Um, mm. Kind of youth, but as the verses go on, like every year is getting shorter. Um, it's like just about aging, and by the end of it, it's like the song is over. Um, yeah, it's kind of it. There's very much a, a message of just doing stuff yourself as opposed to waiting around for some for someone to show you the way or no one, or no one told you to went, went to run, you miss a run, you should just run yourself. Yeah, mm. plus the so. kind of song is about... I mean, the next song is kind of Greg and the Sky, right, which is all about death. So it's kind of the lead-up yeah. um, and the kind of anticipation almost as you start to build up as you age. Mm. It's quite morbid, that. Yeah. Yeah, the song sort of describes, well some a certain kind of life i suppose it's quite philosophical um isn't it um it could be like aimed at teenagers but actually it could you know i don't think there's any sort of um okay so yeah you are younger than life is long yeah there is time to kill today yeah so it is is aimed at sort of sort of um youth i suppose um well but more more of like just meaningless i think actually just like living without purpose yeah, I would say, you know, um, almost sad, you know. Maybe because they did um, talk about um, they kind of <laughs> when they were writing this album, they kind of like they began to kind of get to grips with the idea that like their life was in preparation for something. Hmm. Um, this is real life, um, and they definitely talked about that in that documentary we watched. And I think that's hmm. part of it because it seems a bit like it's kind of yeah, it's meaningless. Like it's just more education. It's just preparing you for something. I think this is about the kind of realization that it's not that this is real life, and there's no kind of there's mm-hmm. nothing there's nothing else after that. It's just this isn't a test. Just getting closer to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah just, just what it says as well. Yeah, waiting for time to pass and doing meaningless things to make the time pass. Um, yeah, kind of, pretty, um, you know, quite morbid, but still very powerful in the same in the, at the same time yeah um, I yeah, yeah there's a little story I had in Abbey Road uh, these lyrics in particular I was in the studio studio too where they um, you know where they did a lot of the recording for this and there were some sort of contractors or something working in the in the control room on the electronics um, I, I must have been there I was just probably just tidying up or something um, you know uh, on, on patching the patch bay or whatever um, 
and they were talking about these lyrics in particular. They were talking about um, you know taking away the moments that make up a dull day, and they were quoting the lyrics and everything. And they were sort of saying to each other, there was two of them, and sort of saying, um, "When you get older, you realise they were right." <laughs> yeah, they, they, like yeah, they they were right. You know what they said in that song? They, they were right. Just a weird anecdotal memory that I have. Um, you know, working in that control room. Mm, yeah. So, and you know, they were they were you know quite a bit older. They weren't yeah they weren't young. They were fifty, sixty. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think when you kind of come to a realization that a lot of the time you spend during the day is kind of just a waste. Mm. When you're doing sitting like sitting around doing nothing, and maybe one day we'll come to regret that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Depends how you want to spend your time. I suppose doing something meaningful or or stuff that just you know, stimulates the brain and you know just passes time right yep. yeah um, which I think why this song in particular well this is one of my favourite on the album um, one of my favourites uh, one of the top two or three I'd say so yeah and then well okay, should we go forward to, to hear your favourite lyric uh, Louis yeah mm-hmm <laughs> For a bit more. So this is now verse two. So it's actually, I think it's and you run and you run to catch up with somebody. I don't know for sure. Here it is. Yeah, and then you know they reprise. There's a little brief reprise at the end, which we don't necessarily need to listen to. But yeah, you can hear um, uh, the vocals from the Great Gig in the Sky. I can't remember her name, but she was like mm. a she was like an '80s vocalist who sang a lot of um, songs like that. She was like a um, improvised. She improvised all of her work. Yeah, um, and you know around that verse, it's talking about death, and it's pretty pretty morbid verse. And you know, having that the main, ver- the main instrument um, in that verse, and when great, great game in the sky is about death, you know, mm. kind of foreshadows it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's sort of like yeah, exactly foreshadows it. I didn't, yeah, you know, I didn't think about that. I, obviously, you hear the backing vocals, they're the female backing vocals, but that's because, yeah, it's about to. We're, that's what we're about to listen to. You know? yeah, yeah, once yeah. you see the lyrics, you know, it's <coughs> mainly about. Know, it's getting more and more weird as the song goes on yeah I think that whole verse is something quite like poignant about it I just really love that lyric because it does seem quite English like hanging on in quiet desperation like I was thinking to myself when you kind of go up to an English person you're like how's your day the word, like the best like answer you can get is oh, not too bad which or is still pretty depressing or just yeah. it was alright yeah, it like, was okay but most of the time you yeah, like a negative or, word yeah. and someone's like if it's good it's not too bad <laughs> it's just a noise mm. 
Yeah, it's wise, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, sorry. Go for it. I mean, another thing about about time, it's it's, it's weird because it's such a epic instrumental for such a morbid and and nihilistic sort of topic. So so it's, it's talking about just time time ticking away and getting closer to death, but it's all very very grand, mm. which which I think says something about like just the general outlook on life by most people. It's just how often often you, you you're aware that you're going to die one day but you just keep going with life as if as if everything's normal mm. i think that's kind of what that represents kind of puts everything to pers- everything into perspective so yeah. yeah yeah just reminds you reminds you that you you've got a limited you've got a limited amount of time and uh don't waste it maybe um but yeah the english i mean, maybe it is an english thing you know that kind of um those small talk conversations and you know I confess to having those conversations you know, most days of my life but it, yeah maybe you should try and have more meaningful conversations you know yeah. and you should try being honest you know there's a certain uh, kind of pessimism I think that's associated with England and mm. that you definitely see in this song and other mm. songs in the album mm. um, but obviously they say explicitly in this song mm. um, yeah one thing we didn't mention is the sound of the tone of the guitar in the solo, which I love. The, the sort of, a little bit of delay on that, little, you know, only a couple of milliseconds or something. But I think delay. when you hear one of his solos, you can you just know it's one of his solos. Mm. Um, they're mm. so characteristic of, of of his sound, which is like they're quite heavily like distorted with a bit of feedback, but then you get a bit of delay and like there's so much expression in every single one. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I mean, and Gilmore, I think David Gilmore's got a fantastic voice as well. And not just one of the greatest guitar players, but I think his voice is absolutely, and it's still... He still has a good voice. still good. Like when you hear like Bob Dylan, who's, I mean, he wasn't brilliant back in the day, but now he's really bad. Um, yeah, yeah. And he's 75. Yeah. And... If you listen to him, and a smoker, in any, <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, I guess he was in any of his um, recent concerts. You wouldn't think it was a seventy-five-year-old doing it. Um, he still can hit the notes, and they don't. It's not like they they tune the songs down or anything. You know, to they're not tuning them down. They're the same key as the album. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's just yeah one of the greats, one of the absolute greats. Anyway, breaking in the sky. Yeah. So, certain amount of repetition in this one, so we don't have to listen to the whole thing, but we can get a good gist of it from a couple of minutes, I think. Should I be afraid of dying? There's no reason for it, but it was some kind of 
that's quite incredible. Another cool thing about it is um, they, I think Roger managed to change keys from B to B flat throughout the whole song. Nice. And like he did this crazy, and I think it was all, it was all like, he did did one take and then he like thought he should change change it even more and then the second take he did B flat, went from B to B flat and it worked for some reason. Nice. Yeah, I didn't cool. even notice such a drastic change, really, in there. I think it's later on. Uh, that, was, that was Richard Wright who did that, wasn't it? Oh, Richard. I don't know. He was the pianist. It was one of them. Yeah, one of them that was organi- organising the chord structure. It was still pretty genius. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the, another thing, the, the guitar, like the weird slidey guitar thing at the start, which was also in Breathing the Air. Yeah. Well, Breathing the Air symbolises sort of like starting off in life and then that symbolising starting off in the afterlife it's a bit of like an all the world to stage kind of thing like you kind of end up where you started just like mm. completely dependent and like or just like an infant mm. um, it's kind of like I don't know like life isn't really linear it's more of a circle mm. Mm. yeah in some ways old age can be compared to very young age in the middle well there's lots of things in the middle but you start off maybe you start and end with the same fascination with life, you see, you know, the elderly is often quite fascinated with life, and so are so are young kids. You know, I personally like. I mean, I don't really know this album, but personally, I'd say that's probably the song I like the most on it. I think I don't know. It, it's just like yeah, breathe is good. Very good song, and to name one example, actually no, I do like on the run because of the electronic side of it. But yeah, the great gig in the sky just—it's just really nice to listen to. Um, and I think like the meaning behind it, even though not very mentioned in the song, I think it does come through in the music, and I think that's really like impressive as a song. Do we know what they were, st- what they were saying at the start? I'm or not frightened of dying. No. Any time will do. Yeah, I don't mind. And then why should I be afraid of dying or something like that? Um, there's no reason for it. You've got to go sometime. I think yeah, that's it. I guess it depends what you what you believe, really. Oh, that's what that was say, what I was saying. That's what you, I think is saying. Yeah, 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 as well. no. yeah. Um, maybe the um, rising bends could be lift off as well. Because um, I I also thought this was about because um, they were scared of flying and they were going on so many tours, you know they probably got high up in the air and then it was just crazy and like this was a very psychedelic song, so you know feels a bit like that. Yeah, hmm. yeah, it is psychedelic rock. Yeah. Well, I think um, I'm not sure if it's this song or one later, which which has a little whisper. Yeah, a little whisper, the little, if you hear this whisper, you're dying. Is it just me who's heard that? Sorry, what? I haven't heard There's that. There's a little whisper in one of the songs, uh, the, which says, if you hear this whisper, you're dying. You lot haven't That's really listened cool to that. That's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, it's in this one. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be like, oh, yeah, it'll it's be, right it'll be at the like, end of Greg Sky. It'll be like 2.30 or 3.30 or something. Damn. Reddit, Reddit will give us the answers. 
Where is it? I thought I thought I did somewhere sort of middle to end ish. Oh, I thought that said. Um, yeah. Nice one, Daniel. Yeah, cool. nice spot. Lovely, lovely little extra bit of. Yeah, sort of I've heard that whisper. I never knew what it meant. That's really freaky, to be honest. Because yeah. I thought it meant I never said I was afraid of dying. Um, yeah. Disappointing. Why you disappointed? Yeah. Easter egg in. Uh, in You're supposed Dark to know this album in and out. Yeah. And <laughs> I bet there are. I know there are a I few more to come actually. Because <laughs> you know, untrue. Really, man. <laughs> On our song, huh? I'm gonna do this on our song. Our song of ours. No, to be fair, I think you should. I think it'd be yeah. sick. Has to be done. What? I'm gonna vocal vocal solo on one of our songs. So Needs to be a girl there. No, it's me. No. Frankie. <laughs> then we eventually get to money. Money. Materialist. So this is the only true moment of silence in the um, like mm. middle. So essentially, it's just two big songs rather than one. Oh, that is Annie's song by John Denver. We're not listening to that. Yeah. Did I have that cued? I had it cued. I love that song. No. I love that song ever since Seagar's House did it for their house harmony, I believe. When? When? Last time house singing was um, permitted. No, two years ago. Yeah. I cannot remember that. I don't think you, I did. Did you do her something? I only did it the yeah. first. I got kicked out the first time. I did it in shells. I was in it and apparently I wasn't needed. Imagine looking at hey, you now. That's, that's Annie's song. Um, we're not doing John Denver. We're doing Can't Dark Sand. We can't get sidetracked. Money. Pink Floyd. Sounds like it's going to be a really rubbish trap beat with those, <laughs> those oh, noises. Yeah. This is the only bass line my dad can play on bass. He's been playing bass for 10 years. I still need to pick up the bass. I need to do that soon. Whoa. 
So, a lot to break down there. First of all, the time signature. Could you guys count it? 7-4. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, 7-4-4-4. Four, four, four. Yep. Yep. Um, I hadn't picked that up before, but that's probably because I'd never take the time to count. Mm. Yeah, makes it hard, almost hard to play drums to if you do anything more complicated than what it's actually doing. Because if you just copy what it's doing, then it's quite easy. But if you try anything more complicated, you end up going out of time. I find that. I've tried to play drums to this in the past. Yeah. It's got like it managed to keep up though, like a really, really like do like a definitive groove to it. Because like, it's kind of like a, there's a lot going on, but it's completely driven by the bass line, which remains constant throughout the entire song, pretty much. Uh, and then during like, the speed up and stuff. But I think that when it slows back down later on in the song, I think it's probably one of the most seamless slowdowns I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it had yeah. takes place in about two seconds, but you barely notice it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very, it's very bouncy because of the time signature. Because at the end, you get the doom, doom. Yeah, it, just, it, just it doesn't feel, feel like unnatural. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, no, but it just makes you really move your head a little bit. Yeah, because mm. some dodgy times, it, like songs with time, like with dodgy time signatures, but you can really tell. It makes it quite mm. hard to like mm. sing to. Or, like, it's like slow enough so you can nod your head to it, because usually you just count maybe the one and the three, right? If you're in a standard three, three, four, but you can't do that necessarily here because they're not evenly spaced with a seven four beat. If you did a one and a four then you'd be waiting different amounts of times between each um you know it'd be that then you'd have to wait three beats before the next one but then you'd have to wait two beats before the four if you get me so it's right. you know you can't do it on the one and the three or the one and the four because they're different space apart it doesn't feel right you know you want to nod your head equally spaced intervals right um so what you do instead is you just do every beat you do 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 Doom, doom, doom. You just do that, don't you? Mm-hmm. Um, but you obviously can't do that usually, and you know you can't you can't nod your head to every beat, especially if you've got a quick tempo, you know. So it kind of works, and yeah, you don't you don't realise that it's seven four um, until you you read Wikipedia, right? Yeah, new car caviar for yeah, new car caviar four star daydream. Think I'll buy me a football team. That's a rhyme in there. New star caviar. Mm. <laughs> That's yes. genius, <laughs> musical genius yeah. or Robertson Ackerley. There's a little um, thing there because that's what happens when the kid gets caught <laughs> writing poems in class by a teacher. The teacher picks them up and reads that exact line, new car, caviar, four-star daydream. Mm. Hmm. Have you seen that film? No, just but there's a clip of... Um, if you, look, if you Wait, search up the Another Brick in the Wall video, music video... The clips included, so there's a film. That's how I've seen it. There's a film. There is a, a film that went along with the wall and a musical. Yeah. I see. Uh, yeah. yeah. How can the? Yeah. Was was there a musical as well? I don't know the history of it, but I I never seen it. Um, although I've listened to the album many many times. Yeah. And look, some pictures of the cash that actually used for that Stein bit there. Yeah, she, huh. uh, he put it in her, his wife's pottery machine. Mm. Big bowl. Machine, bowl, and then whipped it around and recorded it. Mm. I think for the for the like the cash register, I think he actually did some um, weird like tape editing and stuff, and like bought a little splice of it and just like don't know how he did it, but he must have replicated it on tape and just like cut it through so it repeats a few times. So yeah, it he did it all like in his home studio as well. With like a two-track tape machine. Yeah, pretty impressive. Yeah. 